All right, all right. Well, let's uh, go ahead and we're going we're gonna to jump in the Word. I feel like the Lord's given me something to share with you guys, especially because of the day and age we're living in. And I just feel like where we're at is I was just seeking the Lord on what I should preach. Um, I'm a, our text is going to start off in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning in verses 19 and 20. You can follow on your phone or it will be on the screen. It says this, Now we tell you this, as, serv- as Christ's servants and with God as our witness, Everything we do, dear friends, is to strengthen you, for I am not afraid, for I am afraid that when I come, I won't like what I find, and you won't like my response. I am afraid, listen to this, that I will find quarreling, uh, jealousy, anger, selfishness, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorderly behavior. Come on, let's pray. Father, we just pray that you help us as we hear your word, to receive your word. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would help me uh, in, as I preach your word, uh, to speak the truth uh, and to speak what you want to say to these men tonight, Lord God. Have your way in us and through us. Help us to be more Christ-like and to be led uh, by the Spirit and produce the fruits of the Spirit tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Man, y'all are throwing me off. This whole room feels like it's it's flip-flopped. I feel like I need to turn the corner to kind of be in the middle. So I don't know, maybe it's just, oh <laughs> man, I'm, I'm, I'm weird, man. So you probably knew that already, though. All right. So the Apostle Paul, he was afraid that he was going to encounter, he's talking to the Corinthian church, he was afraid he was going to encounter uh, some of the old behaviors of the Corinthians on his upcoming visit. He was about to visit them, and he said, look, I'm afraid when I get there, I'm not going to like what I find. And he said, you're not going to like my response, right? It's kind of like our parents. You ever had a parent's like, if I get home and and I find this, it's not going to be good, right? <laughs> That's basically what Paul was saying. He was saying, I, I, I have afraid, I'm afraid I'm not going to like what I find. You're not going to like. So what he listed, we're seeing this kind of behavior in our society every day. Isn't that right? It's everywhere we turn. We see fights on the streets on airplanes, right? Have you seen all these videos of people that are like fighting with, they duct taped this dude to a seat reason. You saw that? This guy was fighting, trying to, he was punching women, trying to grope women, and, and I don't know, this dude was wilding out. They had to tape him to a seat. Uh, we see that, that you know, during, during the elections, political rallies, of course, on the internet, even at school board meetings. Have you seen locally a couple of school board meetings? that people about to, and literally fighting, these are like the leaders of our, our children's education, they're in school board meetings fighting. That's the kind of, I mean, what, what kind of example is that to our kids going to those schools when the people that are calling the shots are in there fighting, right? I mean, I know I'm not as old as everybody here, but I've never seen Americans so on edge and willing to fight at the drop of a hat. Whether it's fist fight with their words or on the internet, it's it just where everybody seems like they're on edge. Is that right? Are you seeing the same thing I'm seeing? Look at how the Amplified Version says this list that Paul mentioned, 2 Corinthians 12, 20. Quarrels, jealousy, flaring tempers, taking sides. Come on, somebody. Angry words, vicious rumors, swelled heads, and general bedlam. Doesn't that describe where we're at today, right? And this is what concerns me, gentlemen, and I'm going to just be frank. I'm even seeing this in the body of Christ. Even in the church we see this kind of behavior sometimes. In the Bible, I'm not just talking about family life, but in, in, in the church in general. So tonight, I want to I wanna just give you a few, a few tips from the Word of God on how to keep your cool even when the world's on fire. 
How do you keep your cool? How do you stay calm when the world is, is set ablaze with fighting, jealousy, quarreling, division, like say, swell heads, right? Don't let your head get too big. You ever heard that? Right? I like how the message says that picking sides, fighting, outbursts of anger. How do you do that? Well, first, number one, proceed with your priority and purpose in life. Proceed, like focus on what is your priority in life. I'm going to break it down even simpler. What's your priority every day? Matter of fact, you know, it's crazy. I use the word priority and purpose, and I'm going to show you why in a minute, because the Lord gave me this scripture. I was reading the scripture in my daily time, but the word priority, I thought this was interesting. The word priority, I just read this, was singular for 500 years. Only in the 19th century did it become a plural word. So 500 years was the word priority. Then it switched to priority priorities, which if you really break it down, there's really no such thing. A priority, right? Like this is the main thing you got to focus on. Now we have expanded it to like, of course, okay, priorities, my relationship with God, my relationship with my family, right? But, but let's break it down uh, e- even more. Our priority, the, uh, focus and proceed with what's your priority and purpose in life. And who cares what everybody else is doing? are saying, right? And I'm going to talk about that because people are going to try to draw you into their arguments, to their opinion, to their side, right? The message said, picking sides. Like, man, whose side are you on? But I'm getting ahead of myself. I read this this morning in my daily re- meeting. In my daily reading, I'm reading in, in, in Psalms and Luke, and, and the Lord reminded me of my priority and calling life. And who to better go to than the Lord Jesus himself? Look at this in Luke 13, 31 and 33. At that time, some Pharisees said to him, get away from here if you want to live. Pharisees were telling Jesus this. Herod Antipas wants to kill you. Jesus replied, I love this. Go tell that fox that I will keep on casting out demons and healing people today and tomorrow and the third day, and I will accomplish my purpose. People are like, well, yeah, but brother, he, he threatened me. Well, they threatened Jesus. And you know what he said? Go tell that fox. I ain't worried about him. I'm going to keep on casting out demons, praying for people. I will accomplish my purpose. Jesus was laser focused on his priority, on his purpose in life. And then he goes on to say, yes, today, tomorrow, and the next day, I will proceed on my way. That's why I said proceed with your priority and your purpose in life. Jesus was laser focused. He was all about his father's business. He had a purpose and he knew what his priority was. And even whenever the Pharisees were trying to scare them, him, a lot of people are trying to scare us into things today. Even whenever people were threatening his life, he said, you know what? I'm going to continue on every day and I will accomplish my purpose. Pick your priority for the day and stick with it. Does, does the rest of everybody's opinions and arguments really matter? This is what I found, gentlemen. Let's just stick with a day. Okay, what's my priority today? Today I had a few things to do. One of the main ones was getting ready and preparing a message for tonight. Right? Pastor Rob and, and Pastor Jacob, their main focus was getting all the food, the cooks, things ready for tonight. Right? It's so easy to get a text message or somebody sends you a video. Do you have people send you videos or messages and like, man, check this out. Or somebody calls or you see something on social media. I don't know about you. I can easily get sidetracked. I could easily get into the weeds about things that are going on all around us. But guess what? If I, if I, if I would have, which I haven't in months, got on social media and probably went through the thread of my Facebook or Instagram, I could have still been sitting up there wondering what I'm going to preach tonight. Are y'all tracking with me? We need to focus on what's the priority. First of all, of course, our relationship with God, our family. Of course, you got a job and, and you know, you, you, but you may have a certain thing every day you got to do. And we got to focus on what's the priority. Let me give you an example. So, 
I was just talking to Larry. Larry's here. I, I ran into his, his, his wife uh, in, in the airport in Houston. So a couple of weeks ago, my daughter, one of my daughters made it to Nationals, Fine Arts Nationals. She was in this competition at Northside Christian and Crowley. She made Nationals, and they were in Orlando. Her and my wife in Orlando all week. So I decided, man, this is a big deal for my, my, my daughter just to make it there. But if she places, I mean, I just decided I'm going to jump on a plane and go meet them in Orlando. And, and it was my wife's birthday. So come on, somebody, brownie points, right? And so... So all I had was a carry-on because my wife and them had drove, so I was just going to go for that night, and then we we drove back, you know, Friday night and Saturday. And and I know it, it's little, but I'm just, I thought about this, I love how the Lord does this. So all I had was a carry-on. So it's a smaller plane, and it's so crazy how they do it. I'm going to Orlando, but I had to fly to Houston, then Orlando. But anyway, so I get on the plane, I'm getting on the plane, I have my carry-on. Well, people are walking on with their carry-ons and their carry-ons. I'm walking up and I have my little roll of carry-on on. And when I got there, she's like, oh, you're going to have to give that to the lady and she's going to have to put it in the little thing underneath. I guess because it was bigger. But I'm thinking, well, they're getting to take their bag on. Why, why, why are you taking my bag, right? Now, I could have been the ne- next internet sensation and made a scene and asked why they could take their bags and I can't take mine, right? But let me ask you this, guys. Does it really matter? What was my priority? Arriving alive. That was my priority. Getting on that plane and getting to my wife and daughter safely, right? And when she did that, I was like, okay, let me take my wallet out. Let me make sure I got a few things that just in case this gets, but you know what? Did it, did it matter that much? I'm sure it's because it was a little bit bigger, but it's a carry on. I'm supposed to carry it on the plane with me. And so little things like that, man, people get so in a fuss about. They get thrown off of a plane, get arrested and whatever. So I'm just using that. My priority was getting to my wife and my daughter safely. Amen. And I could have made a scene and got kicked off the plane, could have got arrested. And But, you know, we got to focus. What's your priority? What's your purpose? Look, man, if you don't know what your purpose is in life, again, we have next steps. We want to help you. You can jump in the air. We can show you it's good to get connected. And think about your life, your priority, and in, 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 in general, serving the Lord, your relationship with your wife, your relationship with, with your kids, grandkids, and the Lord. But even on a day-to-day basis, if you get easily distracted and you're getting pulled into arguments and debates, listen, you're probably not focusing on your priority. And I'm going to give you some tips on how to do that a little bit later. But number two, focus on witnessing the people with kindness. Let me emphasize that. With kindness. Focus on witnessing with kindness. We can witness. Oh, brother, I preach. I witness the people. Like, yeah, but do they like you after? You know what I mean? Like, watch what the scripture says, 2 Timothy 2, 23 and 26. Again, like Paul's reiterating to Timothy. Again, I say, like he already told him, don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only starts fights. I could wrap up in prayer right now. Don't get involved. Again, I say to you one more time, don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only starts fight. A servant of the Lord. If you're a servant of the Lord here, if you call yourself a Christian, if you're a born again man of God, here's the instruction. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone. Everyone. No matter what their political view is, no matter how liberal you think they are, no matter how crazy you think they are, whatever the case, no matter where they are on the mask and vaccine side, be kind to everyone and be able to teach. There's the witnessing part and be patient with difficult people. Now, this one always gets me because sometimes I'm like, this person, I just, they're so difficult. They're so hard to deal with. And the Lord reminds me of that scripture. It's like, man, really? 
But that's what he's telling us. Then he goes on. Why do we do this? Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps, perhaps, gentlemen, God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap. For they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. See, when we get into arguments and we're unkind with people, we try to witness the people and they, they, they flick us off or curse us out or tell us they don't want to hear about our Jesus. And then we get mad and turn on them. Listen, the Bible says to be patient with them, to be kind to them, because perhaps they'll actually get saved. You know, it, we could, we could influence people to come to the Lord or we could turn people off. Did you know that? We could turn people off by the way we instruct them. Or try to, you know, teach them the truth or try to encourage them or love on them. So focus on witnessing people with kindness. See, being kind and civil, uh, are virtually absent in our society. Would you agree with that? The way that we're living, the, the things, I mean, it's totally kindness and, 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 and just being, being civil with people is out the window. Let me give you another example. My wife was blown away, and actually I saw uh, a side of my wife I hadn't seen in a while. My wife's driving a few weeks ago. I don't remember where she was, but you know when you're in traffic and you're trying to get over lane and you ask somebody if you can cut, like not cut, but can I go in front of you? Like not even cut, like you kind of, you, you wave, you know, we all have done that, right? You wave at somebody and say, hey, can I go? My wife asks another lady if she can get in. The lady tells her yes. She's like, go. And I don't know how my wife heard of her windows down and starts cursing her up one side and down the other. And just starts cursing out. Yeah, you go, you F and B. And I'm like, and my wife's like, why are you cursing me out? Like, why? And she was getting, my wife told me she was getting riled up. Why are you cursing me out? Like, you let me go, but you're going to curse me out about it. You know, right? And then weeks after that, uh, we're going to another place of business that's tied into another business. And my wife sees this lady with her mom. And she's like, that's the lady that cursed me out. And she's like, I really wanted to get out my van and go ask her why she was cursing me out. She's like, but I thought, you know what? That's probably not a good idea. I'm like, probably not, you know? And so, cause that woman probably would have took it as she was coming against her, right? But that's the, that's the day and age we're living in. It would have been better for her to like flick her off and say, no, don't come in, then let you in and then curse you out. Have you ever heard of such craziness? Isn't that weird? Like, isn't that like, you know, so that's the kind of stuff we're dealing with. People are ready again at the drop of a hat. To fuss, fight, curses out. So we need to look for ways every day to show kindness, give compliments, God's gratitude, simple actions to bless others. Because you know what? In our culture today, we're talking about witnessing to the lost, as, as Paul said. Just being kind is probably one of the best ways to witness to people right now. Listen to me, especially as men. Especially as men. I'm talking to a bunch of burly men in here tonight. Because you know what? Men that are in the world, they're, they're expected to just be tough and hard and, man, F you this and that. And, you know, I, no, but you ain't getting in front of me, you know. And when you kind of somebody like, yeah, no no problem, man, go ahead. You know, I, you know, you have go right? You know, guys are, are, are not used to that. It's a macho thing. Brother Francis, our founding pastor, he had a life message. And Pastor Todd had him preach at one of our men's supper. You might have been here. He preached the difference between masculinity and machoism. Being macho versus being masculine. And most men are walking around trying to be macho. Look how big and bad I am and all this kind of stuff. So when we're kind to them, and especially when we're trying to share Jesus with them, man, that, that's a game changer. And it helps us to witness. So when it comes to arguing with someone, especially if they're not saved, listen to me, gentlemen. You may win the argument, but you're going to lose that person. Some of you guys may be professional arguers. I don't know if that's the right word. But you're good at arguing, but you might lose the person. 
Especially if they're not saved and you're like, man, they, they weigh on the other side of where you, your beliefs are politically and with all this COVID vaccine. And I get it. I, I got, and I'm going to tell you that in a minute. I, I mean, I got my own stuff, but you know, you may win the conversation, prove your point and all that, but you might lose that person. Side note, it's the same way with your wife as well. You may be winning the arguments, but you may be losing your wife. So be careful how you communicate with your bride. And, and arguing, oh, like, oh, yeah, man, she, I, I, I got it down. I, and look, I'm like that too, man. I'm, I'm, I could, I could process things quickly. I'm an external processor and, and my wife's not. And I could, I can shoot things back and facts. You said that. No, no, no. You said this and I said that. And, and I could, I, I know how to win an argument, but I don't want to lose my wife in the process. Nor do we, we don't want to lose our wife or our kids. It can go for anybody. Your children too are especially a lost soul. Man, even though they, they, they ripping you up and down, guys, at the end of the day, most of these people are lost. And the Bible says they've been trapped by Satan to do what he wants. You got to understand these cats are puppets, man. They're really puppets under the enemy's spell, so to speak, right? Like me and you once were. And we got to realize that. My brother was in a ministry called Teen Challenge. A lot of y'all familiar? And they had a saying in that ministry, what's really going on? In other words, what's going on behind the scenes in the spiritual room we can't see? So when you see somebody being ugly to you, being ugly to somebody else, and want to start an argument, just remember, man, they held captive by Satan, right? And even if they're not, if they're a brother in the Lord, then just pray for them and, and, you know, ask that the Lord doesn't, you know, let them be captive. Amen? So just remember that you may be winning the argument, but you're losing the person. And look what the Bible says about that. Proverbs 18, 19. An offended friend is harder to win than a fortified city. Arguments separate friends like a gate locked with bars. Once you offend somebody, man, especially if they're lost, because how many of you got lost friends in here? Friends, coworkers that you're trying to win to the Lord? It can be your friend, it can be a stranger. Once you offend that dude and you argue and you get in his face and you do all that stuff, man, our chances of winning them to the Lord go way down. Amen? Are y'all tracking with me? Remember, kindness is the fruit of the Spirit, right? Galatians 5.22, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then Paul makes it clear, refuse the opposite behavior in a few verses before, right? Look at 1920. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, or division. So gentlemen, we can either allow our sinful nature to fuel anger and fighting and arguing and quarreling around us, or we can allow the Holy Spirit to guide us in kindness so we can be a good witness for Christ. Amen? It's not worth it, guys. Remember, it's not worth winning the argument if we're going to lose souls or you're going to you, you lose your wife, distance yourself from your wife. Amen? Number three, be sensitive to the strong opinions of others. Now, I know, again, a room full of men, you're like, oh, man, be sensitive. You know, you know right? Yeah, why, why should you see? Everyone has an opinion about everything right now. Isn't that right? Everybody has an opinion about everything. They are mad. They're angry. Daily debates generate more fury each and every day. Flaring tempers play out online, at work, at home, even in church. We see debates. We see things going back and forth, right? And it's sad. Look, I'm going to just say, and I hope it wasn't you, but like even one of our own staff ladies that, that where she's at in life, she wears, she wears a mask. She's been wearing a mask. And she told me that somebody came up to her. This lady's sweetest lady reminds me of my mom been in church for years and said, why are you wearing that mask? I ain't scared to die. And just like, man, that's uncalled for. That's uncalled for. Like, if you don't want to wear a mask, cool. 
Don't come at somebody else that's wearing a mask. Let me just say this to you guys while, we, while we're here. I started on Wednesday night. I preached before we reopened last year. And I used the scripture. And I didn't plan on saying this, but I need to really say it to the whole church and everybody. Paul said, and, and it's, the context was vegetables and, and meat. He said, hey, look, some people eat meat. And some with weaker faith eat vegetables. And I thought that's pretty cool because those of us that eat meat, says Paul says our faith is stronger. Anyway, that's a side note, right? But this is what he says next. Accept every believer where they are. So the context was meat and vegetables there, but the, but the principle is true. Look, brothers, you may not wear a mask, but don't give somebody else a hard time that is. Amen? Let them be where they are, right? That's where they are. Same thing with the vaccine. I bet you in this room we have mixed reviews on if you should take it or not, who's been vaccinated. Listen, man, accept every believer where they are. Amen. Because if we do that, guys, I didn't even have it in there. I'm playing. I think this is the Holy Spirit. You know what? We'll get rid of a lot of this arguing and quarreling in the church if we put all that stuff aside. Amen. We got to come under the same banner of Christ and be in unity. So listen, tempers are flaring more than ever. Be sensitive to others' opinions. This breaks my heart. This happened in my own family. I have an aunt that lives in Dallas, my dad's sister. She's married and has three grown children and grandchildren. I have another aunt that lives in California. So my family here, my uncle and my brother, my cousins here in Dallas, obviously they're super conservative and, you, you know, my aunt in, in California is liberal. They had planned on all coming back. They're all from Karen Crow. They planned, they started planning, talking about coming back down to, to the Karenko area, buying some land, because they're both very successful, just as they start getting older to retire, and maybe buying land and even living together. My wife and I are currently looking for land. My aunt was telling me, the one in Dallas, was like, man, y'all could maybe even, if we buy a lot, we don't need it all, we can maybe even sell y'all some. I'm like, man, that'd be cool, family land and all this kind of stuff. Well, my aunt and my, my, my uncle and my cousins, they started getting after, especially last year, what is it, two years now, I don't even, of the election, and got into these heated debates, and it got to a point where my aunt California called her sister and said, you know what, there's no way I'm going to be able to live by y'all. We just think too much. We don't think enough alike. Gentlemen, these things ought not be. Now, this might not seem like a big deal to you, but for me, that breaks my heart. These are two sisters that want to, wanted to be close together to spend the, the later part of their lives together, but over politics, man. And guess what? It's all social media. You know if there wasn't social media, there's no way they'd be calling each other from California to Dallas every day arguing on the phone, right? Isn't that right? It's all Facebook, man. It's all social media. They're arguing, and it has divided my family. You probably has the same thing happen in your family, right? Gentlemen, it's not worth it, man. It's not worth it, amen? Especially when it comes to family, unity, especially in the church. So how can we be sensitive to people's strong opinions. I believe the answer is found in the book of James. Look at James chapter 1, 19 and 20. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. I believe listening is the key. Let me say this, and you may even want to jot this down. This is the truth. I, I, this ain't original with me. I read this, but it's true. Listening has never caused the fight. Think about it. Listening has never caused a fight. When you just listen to somebody rant, I doubt you've ever had somebody tell you, man, I wish you was yelling back at me right now, right? The Bible says soft answer turns away wrath. And really, an answer, not an answer at all. The Bible tells us be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. We usually do the opposite, right? Okay, let me say it this way. I usually do the opposite. And I'm being honest. I'm not being, I am one that if somebody says something that's, 
I don't agree with or I don't think it's true, I'm going to cut him off and I'm going to ask Pastor Rob. He's been knowing me a long time. I've had to apologize to Pastor Rob before, right? Because I'm just quick to speak. Like, no, 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 that's not it. it, It's this. And it's just like, no, hold on. Simmer down there, Tonto, right? It's like, man, I, I need to do a better job at listening with my wife, with the staff, with you guys, with people I don't know. Because I'm quick to speak and sometimes slow to listen. And then what happens is like, man, that's not what even I was trying to say. You cut me off and I was trying to say this. And then it's like, oh, man, how you how are you sensitive to, to people with other opinions? Just listen to them. Listen, just because we have an opinion, I'm going to give you this. Don't mean we got to give it to everybody. Right? What does Jesus say? Lay your life down. If you want to follow me, take up your cross. That means crucify yourself, your wants, your needs, and even your opinions. We don't have to give our opinions, especially when it's going to cause fights. Let me give you another example. Recently, I was with a brother, believing the Lord. We were in the truck together, and he I could tell he was already white hot. And he said, hey, man, let me ask you a question. What do you think about this? And he asked me my opinion about one of the hot topics of the day. What do you think about this? And I started kind of processing, because look, guys, I got an opinion just like everybody else, right? But this is what I told them. And especially, I know it's because of my position, but it goes for all of us that are believers. I said, brother, I have an opinion like everybody else, but my job and my calling is to unify people. And if I give my opinion, chances are it's going to divide people. So I'd rather not give you. I'd rather just try to work on unifying people. And he said, Man, you know what? You're right. You're right. That's good. And you know what? He changed the subject. And he started talking about something else. And you might think, well, yeah, because you're a pastor. You're, but you know what? As believers, as how Paul said it, servants of the Lord, I think we should all do that. You know, especially the way somebody comes. Like somebody might ask you something for, for real, their opinion. But when somebody comes at you hot, man, what you think about this and this and that? You know right there, it ain't going to be good. Either if you agree with them, you're just going to fuel them even more. Like, ain't that right, man? It's true, man. Blah, blah, all that kind of stuff, man. I can't believe that dude's an Alabama fan. He grew up in Louisiana. See, that's my, I can't, that's my thing. I can't wrap my brain around, right? But I have my own opinion about that, right? I think I just probably gave it to you, but, uh, right? So either you're going to, you're going to fuel them or if your opinion is you disagree with them, then guess what? It's gonna, it's gonna fire them up, right? It's gonna, then now you're gonna lock horns with them. So again, guys, listening, you know, you know what? So if somebody asks your opinion, you know, basically you can just say, look, what you think about all this? What, what, what do you think about it? Well, just be a good listener to ask your opinion. Just say, you know what, man? I'm, I'm just, I'm still trying to process all this right now too. I'm just trying to sort it out. Or you can do what I did and say, hey, you know what, man? This kind of stuff is causing a lot of division. I have an opinion too. But I'd rather not, you know, share it. Because, again, you don't know what side. If they ask, what do you think? You don't know where they're at, right? That's a loaded question. So that you can either fuel them to be, fuel their fire, or it's going to cause. So just say, hey, man, you know what? I got an opinion. But it's just causing so much divisiveness and arguing and opinions. Let's just go ahead and, uh, you know what? I- I'm-, I'm trying to bring you there. Are you all tracking with me tonight, gentlemen? I'm talking about how to stay cool when the world's on fire. And I'm giving you scripture. This is not my opinion, what I'm telling you here. He's saying, again, I tell you, a servant of the Lord should not quarrel, should not argue, right? All these kind of things that we're seeing, we should not be part of the problem, gentlemen. We should be part of the solution, right? Amen? And look, you're like, yeah, but you don't know how they talk to me. Even people curse me out. They spit in Jesus' face. They slap Jesus. And what did he do? Yes, sir. Right? 
Right? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. Right, right. Right. And, and you're absolutely right. I mean, and that's why the Bible says, right. And that's why the Bible says to speak the truth in love. And I think that's everything. So that you're right. And that's, that's what I was talking about. Witnessing in kindness. You can speak the truth, but it's how you, how we come across. My daddy used to always say, y'all probably heard this too. It's not what you say. It's what? How you say it. So you almost have heard that a million times too, right? And that's the truth. So that's when the Bible says, speak the truth in love. Or to be kind, be patient with those who are difficult. Yeah, brother, absolutely. You got to speak the truth, but it's doing it in love and doing it in kindness. And I just found, man, honestly, like you said, even if you're speaking the truth, if people are getting escalated and, and they want, they, some people ain't looking for the truth in the moment. They're looking to argue. And at that point, I'm just like, you know what, man, like this guy, even though we were friends and we were actually going fishing that day and I, he was taking me fishing. I was just like, I knew because of his tone, I knew no matter what I said, it wasn't going to be good. So I just like, first of all, I was like, brother, I'm trying to go fishing and relax, man. I deal with this stuff all week long, right? I'm trying to, so it's just like, that's why I encouraged him. And he got it. It was like, man, as a pastor, I'm trying to bring unity. He's like, man, you're right. You're right. I can see that. And he just left it alone. So, so yes, we ought to speak truth, but speak it in love, be patient and kind in it. So thank you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. So number four, the fourth and final thing. That's just good. If anybody got any questions, appreciate the question. I know we're not having roundtable discussion, so I don't mind. This is more of an intimate setting. I don't mind anybody have a question. Go for it. Of course, a lot of you know this. But this is how do we do everything? Because it is hard. Like my brother said right here, it can be hard. Look, I, I think you know. Like you say, you know me. I'm being honest with y'all. I, I'm kindness and patience doesn't come natural for me. <laughs> Some of y'all in here know me. And I've probably, you know, like I said, I'll be honest, there's times where I've, I've been a little too abrupt and too upfront and I've had to apologize to Pastor Rob and to others and to my wife and, and, you know, some of you in here probably, you know, and if I have, hey, let me know, honestly, you know, I, I, you know, so the only way we can stay cool and walk in the spirit, be kind, number four, because there's so much noise, get quiet and get along with God. It all goes back to that, man. Get quiet, like you got to quiet yourself, quiet your spirit, quiet your mind. And get along with God. Again, like I pointed to Jesus earlier, look at the master, Luke 5, 16. But Jesus would often go to some some place where he could be alone and pray. Often. You see that word? That's not just a once a month kind of thing. Now, the context of this is he was actually ministering. He was ministering. He was laying hands on people. He was healing people. The Bible says right before that they were coming to him and getting healed. And And, but, you know, with that, Son of man, but he was a hundred percent man. He had to get alone, seclude himself, so to speak, go into seclusion or whatever, be alone and often to pray. I try, and you know this, I tell you all this, and I try, I don't always hit it. I try every day, guys, every morning to try to have some kind of quiet time, alone time with the Lord. I know this for me, cause I can tell you, I'm, I, I can naturally be a hothead. I can be a little upfront, a little abrasive. Reading the word, worship, prayer, resets my thermostat, so to speak, to cool. Amen? When I get hot, when I when I wake up in the morning or even later, I reset my thermostat, spiritually speaking, right? I'm using that as an example, right? I have to just go click the thermostat down, cool, because this one's out. We have to repair a part. Pastor Rob just let me know. So um, so it resets our thermostats, man. We're, we're fired up. We're hot. Somebody got us all, got us all, you know, uh, 
riled up, man, that quiet time every day with the Lord. And listen, man, it resets my thermostat. I know it can do the same for you. You will be amazed at how restrained you are even late in the day or late in the evening when you get refreshed early in the morning. Amen? It's just, it, it, it's the way you start your day, right? Some of you guys have vehicles, trucks that you can, you can start it before you get there so the AC can run. You get in your truck, it's cool, right? Isn't that nice? Amen? And so you do, it's kind of the same way. It's, it's preparing you for the day to come because you don't know what's coming, right? You don't know. I mean, even this morning, I mean, even, and I gotta, I found out, I've told you, I've even have to do it in the morning. I gotta put my phone on do not disturb because even early in the morning, sometimes I'll be reading my Bible and having it and my phone's going off and stuff. Either I'll leave it in my room or I'll put it on do not disturb because it don't take long, right? One text can get your mind going. Isn't that right? Get your thoughts going, get your mind, get your blood pressure racing, right? So that time alone every day with the Lord is crucial, guys. Getting in the Word. Listen, we talked about the Holy Spirit a couple Sundays ago. Breathe in the cool, refreshing breath of the Holy Spirit. Come on, just just breathing in the, the Lord's presence, right? I love that. Even symbolically, Jesus said that He breathed on them and they received the Holy Spirit, right? Come on, that that that, that word "spirit" in, in in Greek and even the Hebrew actually means breath, right? That, that the, the Lord, and so it's something about just taking a deep breath, slowing down. Listen, calm down, become a blessing. Listen, guys, our 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 city, our community, our church, our nation, they need that right now. We need that, right? We need to be the light. We need to be that coolness in the midst of a world going crazy, man. Proverbs twelve sixteen says, A fool is quick-tempered, but a wise person stays calm. Look at this. Even when insulted. Because, again, if you're like me, you know, it's like, yeah, but they did this. I, you know, the saying, you fight fire with fire. That's kind of how I think sometimes. But guess what? If you fight fire with fire, you only get a bigger fire, <laughs> right? The way you fight a fire is by putting cool water on top of it. So it says a fool is quick-tempered, but a wise person stays calm even when we are insulted. We want to be wise. We want to live by the Spirit in this world that we're living in. Stay calm. Stay cool. Flow in the Spirit. Be kind to others as you witness to people, right? Keep the priority straight. So as I close tonight, question, which one of these situations you find yourself in that's the most challenging to maintain? And just to go over them again, is it focusing on your priority and your purpose every day? Is it being kind when you're witnessing? Is it being sensitive when people have strong opinions? You may be strong opinionated too. Or is it that quiet alone time? Which one of those is it? As we reflect tonight, we're about to pray. If you have been quick-tempered lately, been getting caught up in fights, arguments, and debates, I want you to repent tonight. Ask the Lord. Listen, guys, I feel like I repent about this sometimes daily. What about you? Like daily, sometimes I feel like that I that I miss it, right? That I that I have a I have a hard time. Listen, it was we was we was in Atlanta uh, on vacation a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and man, I, I don't know if you ever been to downtown Atlanta, but the traffic is like stupid, right? And so I'm 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 in my wife's van, my, my wife and my kids with me, and I'm checking the the my phone's the GPS. And I didn't, I didn't look and I was trying to look where I was going. I took off and a guy was crossing and I almost hit him and he stopped and he's like, whoa, you know, and everything. And I, and my wife talked. And then as I went around, he started talking trash. And you know, inside of me, I'm like, I get out of this van and, you know, work on you for a minute right here. Then I'm like, okay, Brandon, first of all, your wife and kids are in the car, you're a Christian and you're a pastor. Like, how would that? And you know, he was still going after me. And you know, it's just like, so like, I get it. I can be naturally quick-tempered, right? Especially as men, right? 
Especially as men. Matter of fact, this is funny too. I have a friend, he's not here tonight, but he's a big guy, comes to church, great guy. Uh, our wives had actually went on a trip together and we were both at the airport pulling up. I had just got my truck and so he didn't recognize my truck and he was, he was waiting to pull up his, uh, his wife to come out and I pulled right up to him and I just sat on the horn. It's like, mom. And but he looked and he opened the door and I looked and I waved and he's like, he came up to me, he's like, boy, I was about to come pull you out of that truck, boy. I was like, I was testing your Christianity to see, you know, where you was at, you know. So, and I saw it on his face, but he was ready to like, he's a big guy. He could definitely could have did it, you know. So, but anyway, so, I, you know, we all have that in us. And I'm trying to make light of it. But the truth is, listen, guys, we're going to be Christ-like. Jesus said, man, I know this is hard to hear, but if somebody slaps your cheek, what does he say? Turn the other cheek, man. And this day and age, again, it's hard. It's hard to do, you know. But. That's what the Lord has caused us. So we need to repent, ask the Lord to forgive us, and then ask the Holy Spirit to help you stay cool and calm and flow in the gifts of the Spirit so we can be a good witness for Christ, right? If I would have even jarred back at that dude in Atlanta, what kind of witness is that, right? And I didn't. I just was like, okay, keep driving, Brandon, right? That wouldn't, that wouldn't have been no, no kind of good witness. Think about it too, guys. Like, a, you know, I often think that even for me, how you treat people in the community Sometimes you might go off on somebody. What if they show up Sunday and see you sitting across the pew from them? Right? And like, I'm going to go a step further. See, one of my brothers here. A lot of you in here got Family Life Church shirts on. So I appreciate you promoting the church. But be careful how you promote it, right? How we treat people, how we act, especially when we got, I mean, we're bearing the church, but also bearing the name of Christ. Why don't you stand up with me, gentlemen? Let's close out in prayer. Before we do that, I'm glad he had a question. We don't normally do this. Anybody got any questions about anything I just talked about tonight or, or even just like a question or, or, you know, like, Hey man, how do I, how, what about this? How to handle this before we pray? Any questions? Any thoughts? I mean, yes, sir. Huh. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's like the scripture, you offend them, right? Brother easily, a brother's offended with heart will be harder to win over, you know? And we gotta, we gotta look at that. No, that's good. Anything else before we pray? Other questions or anything? All right. Why don't you bow your head, gentlemen? Come on. Which one of these? Like I said, look, I'm, I'm airing all my junk to you. I'm telling you, I'm just being real. I'm that kind of guy, man, you know, I, and, and I constantly have to ask the Holy Spirit to help me. I know it's not right. Our natural, Temptation, right? The flesh, the sinful nature wants to rile up and argue and debate and try to prove our point. But come on, that's not the way of the Lord. Amen? I hope I made that clear through the scriptures I read tonight. So let's just reprint right now. If there's been any of that in you, let's ask the Lord to forgive us. Father, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you would, you would help us, Lord. Again, I pray you would forgive me. Come on, just, re, just repent right now. If you've been a cause of throwing gasoline on the fire of our society, of all the arguing, the debating, and the, 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 the quarreling, as the Bible says, dissension, division, taking sides and all that stuff. Come on, Bedlam, the way it says. Lord, we don't want to be a part of Bedlam. We don't want to be a part of throwing fuel on the fire of, of, of this, this craziness that's going on around us. Lord, you called us to be peacemakers. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. Lord, we want to be peacemakers. We want to cause unity, Lord. I pray that we would, would witness in kindness, Lord, that we focus on our priority every day, our priority on spending time with you, on 
honoring and loving and caring and cherishing our wives, our children, grandchildren, Lord. The work ahead of us every day at work, we don't get sidetracked, Lord God, but we focus and we keep the main thing, the main thing. Help us to focus on the realities of heaven. Help us to be better listeners. Come on, how many of you say, man, I I need to be a better listener to my wife, to people around you? I got both my hands up. Lord, help me to listen, to be slow to speak. Lord, quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry, Lord God. Help us to be better listeners, Lord God. That when people have strong opinions, we listen, we listen to the Spirit, we're guided by you, Holy Spirit, and what it is that you want us to say, do, or maybe even not do. So, Father, we pray you help us to get alone with you every day and have that calm, peace, breath of the Holy Spirit. Come on, just take a deep breath right now, y'all, just, just symbolically, like you just, come on, getting just refreshed by the Holy Spirit right now. Holy Spirit, we just ask for a fresh infilling to be upon us a fresh anointing, Lord God, to walk and to live out the grace to apply what we talked about tonight. Lord, I know, Lord God, I'm just the messenger, Lord. I need help walking this thing out myself, Lord, each and every day, Lord. I just thank you, Father, uh, in Jesus' name. You can put your hand down, but keep your head bowed and your eye closed. Now, I talked about being a witness to people that are non-believers. Maybe you're here tonight and you got invited by someone and you say, Brandon, you know what? I, I don't know uh, if I'm a believer. I don't know if I've, uh, you know, if I know the Lord with a personal relationship. Let me ask this question. If you were to die tonight, where would you spend eternity? Are you sure you would spend eternity in heaven? The Bible makes it clear we're going to either spend eternity in heaven or hell. Jesus actually talked about hell more than heaven. Like my mom asked me years ago before I got saved, Baby, where you think you're going to spend eternity? And I told her I didn't know. And she said, if you don't know, it means you're going to the wrong place. And that's the truth. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you say, Brandon, if tonight was my last night on this planet, I don't know where I would spend eternity if I'd be in heaven or hell. But I want to make sure I know tonight. The Bible says you can repent of your sins and turn to God. If that's you and you need to get right with God tonight or need to get back right with the Lord, maybe you knew him at one time, but you went away. If that's you, just slip up your hand. We want to pray with you. Sir, I see your hand over here. Thank you. See your hand. More hands going up. Anybody else in the back over there? Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else? Thank you, Lord. Come on. This is the best decision you ever make. Or if you're coming back to the Lord, it's the best thing that you can do. Thank you. Thank you for lifting your hand and being bold. Now the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. So I just want to leave you in the simple prayer. The word believe means to trust. Just pray something like this in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus. Come on. Let's all pray it together. Lord Jesus. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me, Lord. Lord, I know that I've sinned, and I ask that you would forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. I surrender my life to you. I give you my all, Lord. My heart, my mind, my family, my thoughts, my finances, it's yours. Show me what you want me to do. What's my purpose and the priority in life that you have for me? And give me the grace to live it out. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Come on, let's celebrate with these guys. Amen. Amen and amen. So, hey, we got Bibles up here. If you made a decision for the first time, we also want to get you information. So maybe, Pastor Rob, we can use these cards. If you made that decision or you just made that decision again, uh, rededicated your life or surrendered. Man, we got a Bible here. Come let me or Pastor Rob know we want to get you information. Um, if not, guys, look. Man, we love you guys. Thanks for coming out, even in the weather. I know we caught an audible. Hey, listen, Wild Game Cookout's coming up. So if you want to come and be a part of it uh, to help, please come sign up before you leave. Cooks, volunteers, helps. If you didn't, if you didn't get a text tonight, sign up as well. Uh, if not, we love you. God bless you. Uh, y'all have a good evening.
See you soon. We love you guys.